Hey everybody, this is Mark from the Russick Outlook welcoming you back to part two of this very special crossover broadcast where I recently sat down with two other Christian content providers, Stephen Lauterbach of Despite Popular Belief and Brian Del Turco of Jesus Smart Podcast, where we broke down uh, Jesus' scripture uh, in Matthew, where the disciples asked him, what will be the signs of your time? And amongst a number of things that he cited, he said, so shall it be as in the days of Noah. So this is something that I've been presenting on and will continue uh, a- after this too. There's, there's some very interesting and compelling information, and I will give you a hint that I am going to get into UFOs. I just recently came across some startling scriptures that may just kind of rock you or shake your paradigm, if you will. But let me stick with the topic here. So we broke this down, and as I cited in part one, we wound up, because of the timing of things, talking about the decision that recently came down in the courts of Roe v. Wade, as well as the cultural reaction to it. So there was some interesting perspectives, comments, and as I cited in the in part one, I believe that the Lord had woven a tapestry of conversation, if you will, where although we were breaking down you know, the, these different subtopics, I, I think that you could kind of almost tie them all into one. And this is just my opinion. I'm not saying that emphatically, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave you, the listener and the viewer, to to make your decision. But I think what's also kind of cool here is it, it's really what you would think or, or would expect if you're sitting down with people at a table, maybe breaking bread and talking about the events of the day, what's happening, talking about the word, talking about Jesus. Uh, and, and, and really, you, you know, because it was unscripted or, you know, we just chose the topic, um, it, it, I, I think it was kind of cool. And, and I always like that spontaneity. So hopefully that comes across in this. Um, again, I'm just going to encourage you to go visit their podcast. They're wonderful guys, wonderful programming. Come at it from a very different perspective. Not, you know, especially Stephen. He, he's, I, I kind of call him the the younger generation, a little bit of the metalhead. Uh, and, and I just love his perspective. And, and both of these guys, they're not afraid to go into areas where a lot of the culture, a lot of churches will not go. They'll talk about things because they're real uh, and, and, and they break it down. So again, I'm just going to encourage you to do that. I would also ask in closing, please, if you don't mind, hit the like and the subscribe button, no matter the platform that you're on. Subscribe to our uh, uh, platform because we'll notify you when new events, new information comes out. As well as, if you wouldn't mind, go to the rusticoutlook.com, join our email list, and again, we just notify you of, of new events. And sometimes there's some personal things where we get into some Zoom presentations like this and, and things of that nature. So I just want to thank you. Sit back, enjoy. I hope you uh, take take this information in and glean from it and learn from it. And again, you know, by all means, comment on it. If you agree or if you disagree, leave us what your perspective is. Leave us what your opinion is. We'd love to hear from you. So uh, with with that, I'll I'll turn it over to my two guests. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. But that's why talking about these things and, I don't know, broadcasting it out there can help people to start to consider some of these things like yeah, we don't have to live in fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Um, that's laid out very clearly in Second Timothy. But that all throughout the Bible, that is a major theme, especially for Joshua, fear not, over and over and over again. We don't have to live in fear of any of this. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, it makes you think, though, what else is coming? I mean, it should have... Abortions were escalating for decades. But we were just recently starting to see 
the state come after our kids and the public and you know, and, and it was everything from library yeah. time with your kids, uh, with, uh, and I'll just say a crossdresser that has not had a background check time and time and time again, somebody runs a background check and they were a pedophile. They're not supposed to be around kids and oh, oops, they were at the library with your kids. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing happened to your kids while you were there, but like, why do you need to why do you need your kids to see that guy in a dress? Why do you why do you need them to consume that level mm-hmm. of deviance? Do mm-hmm. your own do your own thing behind closed doors. I know there's depraved stuff going on. Uh Christians are up to no good behind closed doors too. Like we're sinful people. But the fact yeah. that you want to teach this to kids, put it in front of their eyes and say, This yeah. is so normal. I like that was starting to get alarming to me. How can it get worse than that? Like what else is coming? Yeah. What else? Yeah. Wow. I think we need to brace ourselves and really be um, ask God for discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a spiritual gift called the discernment of spirits. We need to become, I think, well acquainted with that gift. You know, and 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 learn how to discern and sense things. And um. You know, there's a diff. Like if you see a bear up on a tree line on a mountain slope, that's one thing. But if you wait until it's he's in your face mauling you, <laughs> too late. You know, yeah. So I mean, if if we can kind of like see and pray and position and pivot and you know, war against things, you know, I I think we need to be out there further with it, so to speak. Yeah. You know, understanding what's coming. What do you guys think about? I mean. You know, you hear some of the things that people are openly talking about on stages amongst elites, like at the World Economic Forum or this guy. I can't remember his name, but he, he's a he's a he's an Klaus. atheist. He, he, yeah. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him. And but there's this guy they call the prophet uh, who works at uh, Hebrew University. And yeah, um, I, I, I forget his name. I know who you're talking about. Jerusalem. He's a, he's he's an atheist. And. Um, this guy is not the Antichrist with a capital A, but it's a small A, you know? Mm. I mean, this guy's talking about, I'm going to put together an episode where I'm, I'm, I'm going to scrape audio clips of what he has actually said. We're just going to hear him in his own words, mm. you know? Yeah. Unbelievable stuff he's talking about. Just very Antichrist, Antigod. He's defining the cloud as not like the clouds of heaven or but as the tech cloud. And we're going to put we're going to monitor people. We're going to edit Charles Schwab. And these people are talking about gene editing and um, messing with the human genome and, and, and people and merging with technology. And yeah, that's, yeah. And, I mean, and, these are yeah, like that changes kind of goes back to the seed. That changes the DNA of what God created with you. He, they're saying your DNA and what God made, how God made you, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. We're going to change. Yeah. We're going to make yeah. it. Yeah, and it's all counterfeit. They're always talking about eternal life. So there's always a demonic counterfeit to the born again experience. We can regene you. Mm. We can cause you to be a new person. You can live forever. Um, you know, instead of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jake. Of now we have this cloud, this tech, you know, and, and we are God, 
and this is the, this is the language and logic that they're talking in. And so I don't know. I think we need to pay attention to that and 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 ask the Lord for wisdom. Lord, is this is this part of the days of Noah? It's just that it's like high tech days of Noah. Hmm. Yeah, and and I think you have to be looking at technology. I think that that's part of you know you you can say that you know days of Noah were filled with giants and and you know it may be a little bit of a stretch, but I I, I firmly believe the tech giants are going to be instrumental in deception and, and, you know, how they're going to interweave technology and AI and uh, gene editing and splicing, uh, you know, the technology of what, how, you know, eventually the mark of the beast will come in line. That that's already here. That's, that's, you know, it's already here. The Chinese government's already working on this with their soldiers. They're creating super soldiers Mm -hmm. and, and they want like a, an augmented human being with, with, you know, super fast, super strong, super endurance, you know. But, but check it out. That's what Satan was doing before the flood. They, they wove with, with animals. They, if you look at a lot of these megalithic structures, they're half man, half animal, half bird, half animal. And, and remember, God said, we're wiping, I'm wiping everything out. Why? Because they, they, they were mingling with that. And now you see today, they're trying to take the best out of animals and create a super soldier. China's doing this, other countries. And by that, I mean, well, if I find some of the characteristics in the DNA of a dolphin for sonar or an owl for eyesight or, or um, a, a dog or, or, you know, for hearing, yeah, then if yeah. you can start to then you can see genetic structure. You can see in popular culture, like in movies, like, is the populace already being conditioned for this? Like Spider-Man, you know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's some kind of a gene editing with the spider, is it not? We recently went to see the new Jurassic movie. Our girls wanted to see it. It's not, it's not my cup of tea, but I went along because it was a family event. But again, there's messaging coming through in that movie about 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 these things, about, yeah. about, gene, about gene editing and about, you know... Um, and, um, you know, I think we saw this way back in the 70s and 80s with the $6 million man, you know, the bionic man. The yeah, Osh- man. Know about that far. So exactly. the guy you were thinking of, I had to look it up. Professor Yuval Noah Harari. His name is Noah, his middle name. Yes, Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, and really? he, yeah because he talks about wow. how your, your free mind is going to be taken away. Yeah. I mean, they talk about it like it's a beautiful thing that the human would aspire to. No, it's it's what the elites who want to control everything would aspire to. Yep, absolutely. But we're going to put together a montage of his voice, things he has said, and it's shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even try to conceal it anymore. I mean, I think there was a time where they were trying to win others over, but they're at the point where they're taking things by force and they just, they don't even conceal the nefarious, uh, you know, any of it. I mean, there were administrations that were purchasing hundreds of thousands of plastic caskets. Why, why are we doing that? Why is tax money going towards that? That's suspicious. Hmm. I just, I feel suspicious with a lot of behavior lately. Um, you know, yeah. 
everything down to even the food. They're trying to tell you, uh, you know, red, red meat's gonna, it causes cancer. You shouldn't be eating that. Red meat is great for you. Ah, but they want you to eat this genetically modified bean burger, you know, like hybrid. Like what? This is good enough. This is going to fuel you. Uh, yeah. No way, dude. <laughs> it's everything <laughs> down to the food, too. It's Yeah. They want they yeah, want every I, I, aspect of your life. Yeah. Yeah, this is not your father's Oldsmobile, okay? I mean, we the church has to like come up and catch up and get involved. Don't just be eating and drinking and marrying and carrying on like it's 50 years ago because it's not that. Mm-hmm. Even 20 years ago it's not that. I mean, I believe in enjoying life, you know, and I, and I think we need to live beautiful lives full of rest and refreshment and fun times. But we're also, we have to be warriors. We have to be alert or else these times are going to, you know, we're going to have a hard time. And, and I think there's something else important to point out. I've mentioned this to a couple of friends. I may, I may have mentioned it on an episode. I, I can't remember. I talk too much. Um, but Christians have always been historically successful underground they're successful uh during every kind of tirade that's ever happened every kind of genocide that's ever happened any kind of country where it's been illegal christians thrive underground like we're resourceful god has provided uh resourcefulness uh, amongst us and a preservation Mm -hmm. of his word so if you're afraid of what's going on out there it's okay to be observant and cautious but like if if it takes you if it takes your life you're a martyr if you survive, it's because God has provided uh, a, a, a safe haven for his word to keep going on. It's like, that's a win-win. Like, that's yeah. a good life. That's a good life. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was recently reading about the Chinese church, you know, and be- before the communist revolution, they had all the trappings of church seminaries and missionaries and organizations and buildings. and But all of that had to go underground, you know with the Maoist revolution, but what has happened? Huh. You know, they may have thought at that time, oh, this is so horrible, it's going to destroy it. They flourished mm-hmm. underground. They found their DNA. They found their apostolic DNA again. You know, they found like primal Christianity. And I think it's upwards of maybe, what is it, 120 million now, they estimate, in the mm-hmm. underground Chinese church. Um. And it's one of the fastest growing churches in the world. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the one source I was reading, guys, was saying that the Chinese church and the early apostolic church that we see in Acts and in the first, second, third centuries are the two shining examples in history. Of the number one growing church in America today, what nation it is in the world? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. Do you know the number one nation for the for the uh, largest growing church today? Um, is it Iran or China? It's Iran and China. It's Iran. No kidding. Yeah, the fastest fastest growing. Yeah, fastest growing church. So you know, I, I think it just feeds to your points where you know there's pressure, there's turmoil. You think of Paul and everything that he went through, and this is you know in the midst of this. Jesus is moving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus is moving in the Middle East. There's so many uh, accounts of, of, of Jesus appearing to many Muslims in dreams and leaders of tribes. And, you know, they, they're turning around and, and, and delivering the good news. 
So it's, you know, and that's where I say as much as we, what we see in America and, and what's going on and some of the things that we talked about, in, you know, in the streets and the protests and the abortions and, and whatnot, um, God has equipped us, God has prepared us, God has placed all of us here for such a time as this. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm excited to, to be here, to be a part of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe we are in the end days. What does the last days mean? I don't know. Could be tomorrow, could be 10 years, could be 20 years. I don't know. But if you look around, the signs are there. Start with Israel. That to me is the biggest super sign. But he's placed us here. We all have a mission. We all have uh, work to do. And, and at the same time, yeah, he wants us to thrive in our families and in our work and, and you know, and, and enjoy the fruit of our labor. Yeah. But boy, you know, what, what a what an awesome thought that or, or responsibility he's given us, you know. And to me, when I see all this going around, it just heightens my desire to share the gospel, to to talk about Jesus, you know, to let him know that you know what's the things that are going on and, and how I've arrived at my confidence, whether it's through a spiritual experience or the intellectual satisfaction of history or archaeology. You know, the, there's many, the road leads, you know, there's many roads. I, I say this, he's told us to be a fisher of men. Guess what? Fishermen use different lures for catching different fish. We have to be prepared to, you know, to do the same. Yeah. And, to, yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and we need the fire of evangelism. I feel it personally, you know. I heard a teacher say recently talking about Noah's pulpit. He was saying he believes that if we're in the days of Noah, that, because God is always at work, there must be Noah's pulpit being restored. And I'm not talking about a pulpit in a church where only one or two people get up and preach, but I'm talking about every man, every woman, you know, every child is a herald or a pulpiteer on their platforms, in their relationships, you know, in their circle of influence. And we should be praying and believing for that. Right. Because it's, it says that Noah preached for 120 years while he was building that ark, mm. <laughs> you know, and um, we are streamed into history at this time. Mark, as you say, we're there's a sense in which we're built for this. You know, we're not only born the first time in history in in these times, but we're born again in these times. Yeah. And I think that when we're born again in these times and the listeners need to. I, I really hope you can receive this. You are brought up to speed by the Holy Spirit when you're born again in these times. You are equipped. You have the spiritual genetics. You're regenerated mm -hmm. to be a fully functioning apprentice of the kingdom in these times. Mm -hmm. You know, it's right. not the 1950s. It's the 2020s. So... We're born again in these times where it's, it's like software being, it's, it's an update, you know, it's like heavenly downloaded, you're current, you know, and we have to stay current, Stephen, you know? Yeah. We need, yeah. we need updates. We need new installs to stay current with the times from above. Yeah. Um, I, I think some people are insecure, uh, Christians in particular, I should clarify. Some Christians are insecure that they're not going to be relevant. Uh, in times like this, God's word is relevant. That's, that's yes. the key point. Lean on scripture, lay on that, memorize. I'm actually working on an episode right now. Uh, I I haven't decided what number yet, but uh, 
the top, you know, X number of scriptures to memorize to convey the gospel cool. clearly and accurately. Okay. Um, and of That's course, awesome. if you're if you're memorizing scripture, it's going to be accurate. But like, what are the key? What are the key verses so people could feel like, okay, you know, I haven't memorized in a while. I'm going to memorize some of these guys. Like, scripture is relevant. It applies to everything, everything mm -hmm. that we live through, including mm -hmm. abortion, including one world governments, uh, you know, take the tinfoil hat off, whatever. Um, everything. Yeah. Raising, raising kids in a scary world. Do you think the Bible has something to say about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of course it does. And I, I just like... Don't be don't be afraid of it. Be diligent. Like you're gonna have to study God's word. You can't wing it. I'll tell you that. If you're not preparing, yeah, you're gonna be unprepared. But, yep. but like yeah, you're God's gonna get rocked. Open. Yeah, yeah. Be it's, prepared. It's the word of God which will bring us solidity and a and a on the rock foundation kind of an experience. Right. And yes, you're gonna have to limit your screen time and open the Bible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm old school on this stuff. But, you know, I read the Bible digitally, too. But I'm just saying you've got to get into the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're, you know, and I heard a speaker say this past weekend at our church. He said he talked about the Word going airborne. He's doing a series now on just the power of the Word. It's kind of a basic thing, you know. But the Word going airborne like a virus, you know, where we can say it out loud. We can testify with it mm -hmm. like you're the podcast you want to do, Stephen, mm -hmm. best scriptures to memorize, to test, to, to give witness to Christ. Mm -hmm. We can pray it. We can pray the word, which is absolutely dynamic, you know, and we can tell the devil, give him the word. That's what Jesus did in the wilderness. Yep. You know, demons are very suggestive. They come in with this thought, like some kind of a suggestion in and, you know, I heard somebody say recently, we just need to, like, go crazy, go out loud and say, I seriously doubt that. Hmm. And, and pivot and, and say the affirmation of God's truth about it. So some demon comes and suggests something to you. I seriously doubt it. In fact, I clearly doubt it. And here's God's truth on it. Go back up. Yeah. Mark, I know we've we've covered a lot of ground here. Is there anything else that we didn't really touch on that you think is important for us to talk about uh, in terms of as in the days of Noah? I'd just like to mention and just food for thought, because I go back to angels, and, and I think that you know we have this preconceived notion of these spherical beings and, and singing and, and, and whatnot and demons as being these hideous, ugly creatures. And, you know, first of all, we're made a little lower than, than the angels. And the angels have seen God. They know the Lord. They know these many, many dimensions that we don't know. Um, I just wanted to pull up something that I just kind of if you wouldn't mind, because I, I think it is important. Um, the angel in, 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 in Hebrew is called Malak, or, or the Greek is Agalos. It means messenger, envoy, one who is sent. They have the appearance of human beings in scripture. 
and they always appear in a male form, never in a female form. So these are primarily, you know, even when we see them looking as men, uh, there are seraphim and cherubim that are esoteric creatures. So that's subject to interpretation. Um, but Hebrews 13, two says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers for they thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Mm. So, you know, Paul, if you believe Paul wrote Hebrews, that he's alluding to the fact that, you know, we're, we're in contact or where angels are aware of us and, and we need to be a little bit more savvy, if you will. And I just wanted to kind of lay this out. Angels possess technology. They are vehicles of conveyance and weapons of war. They have been at war and are at war with the Lord, and therefore with us. And we can go back to, again, the days of Noah, where they, they created these tools and these weapons. And there were wars in that times against the various tribes and wars between uh, the tribes of the giants. So they possess technology. They have an ability to create things. If you want to go down the road of UFOs, that's a, another topic for another day. But it's quite possible that that's uh, satanically induced by angels. Um, they, they also, we need to be aware that they have a force, that they have men looking for them, that there's the Luciferian church, this, the, the church of Satan, there are priests, there are witches. And I'm not saying any of this to be fearful, but to be mindful, to be aware, because, you know, we've, we've all talked about how we, we, we have the victory, but, you know, the battle is the Lord's, but we have to engage. Um, they have scientific knowledge. Um, you know, you go back to these buildings, the pyramids, they're lined up specifically with certain cellular constellations, things that defy anything that man could have known or done. Right. Um, and, and this is throughout the earth. Uh, they have spoken and written languages. They have communication skills. Uh, you know, they, they have uh, divisions, you know, much like we would have a military aspect to us where you would have commanders or you would have maybe an army, a navy, an air force. There are divisions of, 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 uh, of Satan's angels, and there's classifications, and there are certain assignments that they have. They keep records. Angels keep records. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm just trying to get to the point that, you know, it is a sophisticated, intelligent enemy that we face. And they're nothing and they have to bow at the name of Jesus, and there's countless scriptures for that. But let's kind of be aware, heighten our sensitivity. When you see these things coming in the days to come, whether it's technology, AI, you know, they're already talking about a, a, a clone Jesus project. That, that, that they, that, that's what they want to do. They want to try to clone Jesus. So this is the amount of depravity, and, wow. and, and really what they're doing is, is you know, they're deceiving you. Satan is the author of lies. He is the author of deception. Everything that, that you see, you know, coming at you like this is to deceive you, is to take you off course. Abortion is a deception. They're trying to tell you it's a blob of film. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not life. It's okay. But in reality, you know, Satan thrives on that because you're killing man. You're killing human beings. And, and you've, you've created this warped, uh, uh, um, degree of evil that we have to be willing to combat. And, and, you know, that's kind of what I, I, what I wanted to get out that 
that world during shape during the days of Noah was a very different world than what the history books will relate to you. What what you know the, what you're being taught, not you, but people are being taught over time, and and it's a bunch of nonsense to distract us and to take us off course. And I'll just close with this. I'll never forget this. I was in the, uh, the Museum of Natural History many years ago, and I was watching this IMAX film on space and, and cellular collisions and whatnot. And they intentionally, <laughs> at the end of it, they have you they have you walk out a certain uh, exit, and they bring you down these ramps, and they bring you through what they what they are defining as uh, cosmic evolution. You know the the evolution of, of of, of the heavens and the stars and whatnot. And they kind of, it's very sophisticated, you know, great marketing, polished images. And, and you have to go by all of it. You have to go down these ramps and, and they take, here's a billion years. Here's, you know, 500 million, here's 5 billion, here's 10 billion. And, and I'm watching these people and about six, seven feet in front of me is a woman with maybe 11 or 12 year old girl. And, and I hear the mother say, you know, honey, you know, this is what it was like. Isn't this wonderful? This is 5 billion years ago. And the little girl stops and she looks up at her mother and she goes, you know, they don't really know this, don't you, mom? This is really just a theory. <sighs> and, and you could see like the bubble over her head go off with a light bulb. And I thought out of the mouth of babes, because uh. she was not inundated. She was not programmed yes. with years and years of information she had that innocence about her but the good common sense to sit back and go you know they don't really know this they're just you know bringing this on so uh, i i i just kind of want to encourage people to just educate yourselves be aware be be alert and and um and be on the winning team man if you don't know the lord you know ask yourself right now you know uh you know, if somebody's listening, and, and I'm just going to say this, if somebody's listening and any of this information that the three of us talked about registered to you, you know, the Bible says that if you can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. And it's just a simple matter of saying, Lord, I am a sinner. Mm -hmm. I need you. I need you to come into my life right now at this time and this hour. And if you do, these angels that I talked about in heaven, will rejoice and sing and revel over you like never before. And you'll be on the greatest journey you will ever embark on. So I don't know if anybody's out there listening to that, but you know, I just, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about the life with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'll get off my sofa. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Brian, did you have any closing thoughts for us on this topic or just anything that... Just yeah. Real quick, I mean, Mark's making me think. Uh, obviously, angelic activity was really high in the days of Noah from the dark side, and I'm sure from the good side, too, the warring angels from God. And we can probably expect high angelic activity in the days preceding the return of the Son of Man out of Matthew 24. And interestingly, when, when, when uh, Nathaniel came to Jesus, Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. And he goes, how do you know me in in and, and uh, how did you, you know, how do you see that? And, and, and Jesus says, are you amazed because of this? You will see hereafter, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Hmm. And so personally, I'm all about 
I think the Father communicates with angels and dispatches angels. They perform his word out of the Psalms, but we need to be all about, Lord, what can I do? How can I position myself under the Lordship of Christ to see increased angelic activity around me? I want to see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man Amen. in the in the ecclesia, in the church, in my life, because we're going to need it. And, and you're right. In Hebrews, it says, entertain strangers, for some have entertained strangers unawares, and it was actually angels that you were bringing into your house. Now, I mean, again, I, we shouldn't be, like, seeking that. We don't talk to angels. We pray to God the Father. Amen. Yeah. But I'll, but I'll pray to God the Father, and I will say, Father, would you dispatch your angels today around my family? Amen. You know? Yeah, I, I, I pray for angelic protection. Sure. When I'm walking down the street, I prefer to have a phalanx of angels around me. That's what I'm believing for. Yeah. Guarding, protecting. And it says that in Psalms 91, that if we if we seek our refuge in the Lord, that the angels will help us. If we dash our foot against the stone, angels will help us. They'll catch us. And, you know, David said that in Psalm 91. Yeah, and if people are alarmed by any of this talk about angels, uh, angels aid or entertaining angels. Uh, I did do a two part series on angelology. It is the study of angels. So we covered everything that scripture has to say about them. And we answered, uh, user submitted questions. So cool. if you think anything we said sounds strange or weird, I encourage you to check that out. I encourage you to challenge us too. Um, of course, like sure. any, any, yeah, any of the three of us are yeah. an open book. Um, we believe in the Bible. We lean on the Bible. It's God's word. It's absolute truth. There is only truth and, and non-truth. There's no such thing as personal truth. So, uh, <laughs> guys, I think I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, I know we're only Ooh, scratching. Can, can I throw out one closing scripture that I found? Yeah, yeah. It has to do with abortion. I'm sorry, but I probably should have mentioned this earlier. Check this out. Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause, cause of the poor and the needy. Mm -hmm. and I, you know, you can substitute a couple of things, but open the mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die by us yeah. being the voice for those who, yeah. who, who are appointed to die through abortion. I think that's, that's following in line. Proverbs. Yeah. Hmm. Amen. Well, before before I wrap this up, where can where can people find either of you online? Uh, what platforms are you guys on? And uh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Jesusmart.com is sort of the the what the website for the podcast. The podcast is everywhere podcasts are heard. And there's a new fledgling podcast I started called Wild Ox Prayer. <laughs> And uh, it's not yet on Apple, but it's kind of on all the non-Apple places so far. It'll it'll come to Apple, but that's wildoxprayer.com too. That's a short podcast, like 10 minutes. We just deal with like a prayer dynamic, a kingdom prayer dynamic at the front end of it. And then we try to focus on something like geopolitical or cultural, something that's happening in the nations or in our nation to target in prayer. We actually pray. We agree together. Um. My, my the website is called russicoutlook.com, R-U-S-S-A-K, outlook, 
Facebook.com, YouTube channel, all the podcast platforms. Um, my heart is to engage the veracity of scripture and, and the reality of Jesus, looking at it from all different avenues, trying to be an open book. We, I look at what's happening from a scriptural standpoint, but also archaeology, mm-hmm. politics, prophecy. We do a podcast once a month called Modern Headlines Meets Bible Prophecy. What are the headlines showing us around the world of what may be lining up? Um, and really, my heart is to reach or have someone question, who is questioning or maybe sitting on the fence about their relationship with God, whether they believe or not. I, I try to answer and address any questions that the culture has as honestly and as openly and as respectfully as I can. And, at the, and the second part of it is that others who know the Lord that they might be able to glean information from this and share it in their sphere of influence because the bottom line is to spread the gospel, share the gospel, and, you know, like we're doing tonight. And i just like to close and thank God for the friendship and the relationship that we have forged. Uh, I am grateful. I'm grateful to the two of you. Uh, I applaud two young men out there, you know, just doing your thing. And Stephen, you know, you're, you're, you're coming at it, especially from, a different aspect, a different culture, yeah. uh, a, a more of a metal headbanging type approach. And <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I, I am so encouraged and I love seeing young people, young men and women and, and your families are just great. So uh, I encourage the listeners to get to know all of these podcasts and, and programming if you, if you haven't already. Yeah. And, and, and tell us Stephen about the spite popular belief, because we'll, like I'll put it on my podcast feed this episode. You might have new, pe- you will have new people listening to what you do. So sure. tell us about it. Sure. Yeah, uh, I'll make this disclaimer just because uh, I do come from a reformed angle. Uh, being reformed is not my identity. My identity is in Christ because Scripture says so. Uh, but when I say that um, I'm reformed, I'm just letting you know what the belief set is, so we can get right to conversation. It just sets the expectation. Um, I just believe yeah. what's in God's word. So it's it's reformed biblical theology in a culture full of opinions and agendas. Uh, we run cultural opinions and agendas through scripture. So uh, what does the culture think about vampires? Okay, let's talk about communion. Are Christians vampires for drinking the blood of Christ? That's good. That's one of the conversations we have. What are aliens? Are Can they be real if Romans says Christ died once and for all? All humans or all creatures? Um, are they demons? But we'll also talk about things like predestination or baptism or things that are happening uh, in the news. So we try yeah. to cover just things that the culture are looking at. And man, this just shows how relevant scripture is because scripture has something to say about everything. Mm-hmm. And so my passion really is for people who feel like they've slipped through the cracks of modern church. But they're curious yeah. about the God of the Bible, right? Welcome, come in. Like, we're we're having a conversation about God's word. Yeah, American yeah. Christianity is a little spooky and <laughs> it's a little off base. Um, yes, I'm from America. I grew up in the American Church, but like, we're going to God's word. That's what we're looking at. That's what you'll get when you come. Mm-hmm. You know, check yeah. out what all three of us are working on. We just I we love, love the word of God. I love it, man. Keep on, Stephen. Keep going, man. Yeah. 
Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for uh, doing this collaboration together. We got to do this a little more often, I think. This was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for joining. I hope you enjoyed this two-part presentation, this crossover event. I know it was a little bit different, but I think, you know, it's, it's refreshing to hear different people's opinions, perspectives, what's going on. And on that note, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. What's your opinion? What's your perspective? What was your take? Did you agree? Did you disagree? Leave some comments on any of the platforms you may be listening or watching, or certainly by all means, shoot me an email, russicoutlook at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your take. Uh, because I, I think it's always good to have this, and I've, I've kind of said this before, when it comes to some of these Zoom presentations and things like that that we like to do, uh, iron sharpens iron. You know, we all benefit from one another. The body, you know, the body has different parts, and I think you saw a couple of different parts here in action today. So again, I just wanted to thank you. You've been listening to The Rustic Outlook, and remember, as always, just my opinion.